Hello and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. My name is Robin Birkin and I'm from sunny Perth in Western Australia. I am the host of this podcast and I am also the author of the blog Modern Day Misses where you can find heaps of cool articles, tips and advice uh, for anyone who is trying to conceive and possibly having a bit of a hard time doing it. Um, I created the blog and this podcast because I too have had my fair share of fertility challenges. I now have two beautiful ICSI children, Chloe and Olivia, so I have well and truly been there. I know what it's like. I know what it's like when everyone around you is falling pregnant and you're not. I know what it's like when month after month you're wondering why you've just had another negative pregnancy test. I know what it's like to have a miscarriage. I know what it's like to have hyperstimulation. I know what it's like to be totally cool with injecting yourself with medications, which I never thought would happen. I have well and truly been there and I've well and truly done that. And I wanted to create these tools because I wanted to provide some practical advice to women who are going through this journey and not just there's lots and lots of people out there who provide you with tips and tools on how to get pregnant sooner and I certainly have some of those in there but I feel like there's not that many people out there who are a telling it how it is and b giving you practical day-to-day advice and people out there who are helping you survive on a day-to-day basis people who are you know telling you how to emotionally cope with this and I feel that that's something that is also lacking in a lot of our fertility clinics uh, as well that there's so much focus on you know getting people pregnant but there's not as much focus and I think that there really needs to be on helping people survive uh, this process which has been shown to be uh, as emotionally difficult as a cancer diagnosis and I think that that's so powerful and with one in six people these days suffering uh, with infertility and having trouble conceiving uh, a baby I really think that that should be a bigger focus so that is you know what I'm here for and what my goal is you can head to my blog modern day misses and you'll see that I've got lots and lots of uh, articles there information resources I also have my free library which has um, all sorts I've got a video there uh, on how to manage anxiety I've got Um, my guided meditation without the front and back of the podcast on there I've got you know infertility 101 like an ebook on what is it all about what's going on how does conception occur because I think so many of us can get through this journey not actually understanding very much Uh, an ebook for family and friends uh, as well as lots of other printables and downloads so I've got that in my library Uh, but today what I wanted to talk about is how to survive the two-week wait. The two-week wait is torture, isn't it? It's that dreaded time where you just can't stop your monkey mind. You, you know, you might have had um, your transfer, or you might have, you know, just given yourself your trigger injection, or you might have just had an IUI, or you might have just done it the old-fashioned way, and now you've got two weeks of suspense. And can I tell you, I hate suspense I'm that person 
who goes under the Christmas tree and shakes the presents under the Christmas tree because I just don't want, I don't need the surprise. I just want to know. I want to know the answer. And so often on my fertility journey, I remember thinking to myself, that's fine. I can survive all this, but just tell me when is it going to happen? Like if it's, if it's not going to happen for six months or 12 months or three years, that's fine. But can, can I wish that, you know, like the universe would just send me the answer of you will have a baby, you know, in October 2020. Let's just, somebody just tell me when it's going to happen. And obviously that's not really how things in life work. And there is, you know, no big billboard out there telling you exactly when it is going to happen. So I just had to deal with it. You just have to deal with it. There's no way to know beforehand, before that two weeks is up, whether or not it's worked. And that sucks just a little bit, I know. So I'm going to go through today a little bit of info about the two-week wait and what I call the ground rules for the two-week wait. The first one that I have is to give yourself permission. I'm a big fan of just giving yourself permission to feel the way that you feel. We can so often, you know, try to push down our feelings and block our feelings, uh, but it doesn't necessarily always mean that the feelings aren't there. The feelings are there. So give yourself permission to go just a little bit mad during the two-week wait. If, you're, if you feel, you know, like you've got sore boobs or you've got a bit of a pain in your stomach or something like that, give yourself permission to think that that could be related to a pregnancy symptom. So give yourself permission to do that. If that's, you know, don't feel like you have to ignore anything that's going on in your body and I'm I think that it's so powerful for us to be you know analyzing our body uh, and the way that we feel and especially you know in our lives in general I think it's so important for us to be in tune with the message that our body is telling us and what is happening in our body and we go you know beforehand before we go on this journey we're somehow in society are so busy and things like that that we don't actually pay attention to the signs that our body might be giving us and I think that sometimes you know our body is giving us signs that we might not be healthy or that certain foods don't agree with us and we kind of ignore them but you know the more you listen to your body the more you can start nurturing your body and improving your health so I don't think that that's a bad thing and I don't think you need to ignore the symptoms uh or feelings or sensations that you are having in your body but here's the thing you literally in most or many circumstances can never get a definitive pregnancy test answer until those two weeks are up if you could the fertility clinics would all test us earlier I promise you and sometimes you might test too early and get a false false positive so that might be because you have some remaining hormones in your system from like a trigger injection or something sometimes you might get a false negative and that's because you know it, everything in your body is still working uh, implantation might not have occurred yet or the, you know that your body might not have been producing enough hcg yet so testing earlier you really if you get a negative or a positive it's kind of not going to tell you anything definitive so my thing is don't test don't bother testing because there's no point 
And if you are going to a fertility clinic, then they will test you anyway. Uh, and I remember once lying there for uh, a transfer and we were waiting for the fertility specialist who was in surgery and it was just me and the embryologist. So I was making, you know, like a bit of conversation with her and she went through with me, which I cannot remember these days, of course, the actual steps of what happens. She, and cause, because she's an embryologist, she knows that stuff in detail. And she was like, on days one to three, this happens. Then on days, you know, like three, this is what happens. And then on day five, this is what happens. And she literally went through the whole 14 days and inadvertently explained to me that it pretty much takes a full 14 days. Now, of course, for some people that happens earlier, but as I say, you could get a false positive or a false negative if you test too early. I just posted on the blog 10 reasons you shouldn't test during the two-week wait, so definitely head to Modern Day Misses and have a look at that, especially if you want a laugh because I put some GIFs in there, which is why I couldn't do it as a podcast because I wanted those funny GIFs in there. And I've got 10 reasons why you shouldn't test during the two-week wait. But my advice is, as you can tell, just don't test. Just wait until those two weeks are up and it only fuels the fire of your curiosity of wondering whether or not it has worked or not. So in terms of you know thinking about whether or not it has worked or not, is this a pregnancy system, a symptom or isn't it? Is this what this is or isn't it? Instead of sort of asking yourself that question of could it be, why don't you change the question to I hope it is. So I'm feeling bloated. I wonder if this is a pregnancy symptom or not. Could it be? Why don't you say I'm feeling bloated. I hope this is a pregnancy symptom. Will this pregnancy to happen? Try to will it to happen in your mind. What is the point of keeping yourself down just in case uh, you have some bad news. What is the point of, you know, like we talk about, I have that anxiety video um, that Ali Davies, she's a neurologic music therapist. And so she's put this video, which she shared in our Facebook group once, uh, talking about how to manage your anxiety. And in the comments of the group, someone said, you know, like, is my stress causing my infertility? she came up with a really good, well, she came back with a really good thing. And she said, don't have anxiety about anxiety. Don't get stressed about being stressed because it's like a double whammy and it's useless. You know, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And what is the point of, you know, thinking that, you know, you might not be pregnant or keeping yourself down or expecting the worst just in case it is the worst. You will feel shit on the day that they tell you it's not pregnant. So assume that you're pregnant though until that point. Um, and I used to be one of those people who used to say, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And now I look back and I think how silly was it to, you know, sort of be sad just in case I would be sad later because the low is still the same low. So what is the point of feeling low just in case later I will feel low? I would much prefer, and I'm sure you would always, 
no one wants to be sad. I'd much prefer to be happy any day of the week. So assume that you will be pregnant. Will this pregnancy to happen? You know, try to imagine that you are pregnant and instead of saying, oh, I, you know, I wonder if it's this, say to yourself, I hope it's this. So, you know, say to yourself, I hope this bloating is because of pregnancy. And I ask you, what's the worst that's going to happen if that's how you think? Not, not a lot is going to happen. And if you live your life in a positive state and then you have, you know, like a negative day, you can recognize that the positive state is so much better to be in than the negative state of mind that you want to get back to being positive again. So if you have any pregnancy symptoms, change the question not to, I hope it's this, um, not to, you know, I wonder whether it's this or could it be this or could it be that. Say, I hope it's this. So it doesn't matter if it is or isn't. There is no way you will ever know. And that's the next thing that I want to talk about. You will never know what symptoms are related to being pregnant or what symptoms are a result uh, of your body's natural hormones. Um, and if you're on taking hormones as well, then it's a double whammy. So they're caused by the exact same hormones. So in a fertility clinic, for example, they will give you the hormones that your body would produce if it were pregnant. Uh, and so the symptoms that you will be feeling could be you know, either just your body or it could be a pregnancy. There is no way, even after you fall pregnant, that you will ever know what the symptoms were caused by. Um, so, you know, there's no point in wondering. We get a lot of people in our Fertility Warriors uh, Facebook group saying, oh, I'm feeling sore boobs or I'm feeling this or I'm feeling that, you know, asking us, could it be this? There's no way anyone can ever answer that question for you. There's no way you will ever, ever know if those symptoms were just your body or if those symptoms were pregnancy symptoms. And it's a cruel kind of world in which that, that would occur. But, you know, our progesterone naturally goes up after we ovulate. And, you know, they give you progesterone uh, suppositories and things like that after a transfer. So it could be anything, really. So don't, you know, wonder, you know, don't start trying to think of whether it could be pregnancy say i hope it's pregnancy and there is because there's no way that you'll ever definitively know whether it is or isn't the next thing that i wanted to say is don't wrap yourself in cotton wool i don't think you should go you know wild on booze or i don't think you should go and have hot saunas or spas people often say just consider yourself pregnant um, and don't do anything you would regret too much but I also wouldn't worry too much. Uh, I promise you that one drink during the two-week wait will not make or break it. I promise you that if you go for a walk or a run, the baby will not fall out. Um, and I remember, you know, being in my in my two-week waits be before I had Chloe, and you know, really trying to wrap myself in cotton wool uh, and things like that. But then I've come came to Olivia. And it was really different in the two-week wait, partly because I really didn't have the capacity 
to um, you know wrap myself in cotton wool I had a you know 11 kilo toddler who I was carrying around all day even I ended up with a complication called placenta previa which I can talk about another day um, that has a high risk of bleeding and I probably shouldn't have lifted things too much but when you have a toddler who is crying who needs to be picked up you got to do that so you know there's a lot of things that on the first time around you um, will do differently and it's really easy to wrap ourselves in cotton wool but in actual fact not a lot is going to make a difference so my suggestion is don't do anything that you would regret but don't worry too much about little things because I promise you I promise you promise you promise you that not a lot is going to make a difference what I do think you should do is to act as though this is your last chance act as though you have two weeks to make life count to live fully alive I want you to savor each and every moment that you have Think of it like a countdown to two weeks, a countdown to, you know, how much joy can you fit into this next two weeks? When I was 17, I went to live in Japan for a year as an exchange student. So I didn't know much of the language. I didn't know anyone who lived in Japan. So I basically put my entire trust uh, into some people I've never met before to keep me alive, to feed me, to live with them. And I went to have an appointment with the doctor for a medical checkup. And he looked at me and he said, good on you. Challenges in life, when we challenge ourselves, that's what makes us stronger as people. So good on you. My recommendation, just stay busy. Um, and that was because staying busy is a really common way to avoid homesickness. And in some ways, homesickness and the two-week wait are a little bit the same. People's minds are always thinking about what's happening at home. Am I missing out on this at home? What are my friends doing at home? And things, things like that. It's your mind going into overdrive. And so to keep busy and to keep from your mind wandering off into the negative and things like that, you keep busy so you just don't have the time to really think about it so I did that I joined the flower arranging club I joined the tea ceremony club I joined a dance club I went out with my friends all the time both from school and other exchange students in the region and I studied Japanese a lot I would stay up sometimes I don't even ask me how until like 1am in the morning studying Japanese and while all these other exchange students were feeling really really homesick I wasn't I was having a great time and my Japanese was going through the roof I was killing it and I had such a ball in Japan I ended up getting level 2 proficiency in Japanese which is probably a skill that I'm not using that much anymore but that's another story but I kept busy I kept doing things and I stopped my mind from dwelling on you know what might have been happening at home or what could go wrong in Japan and I went for it I lived fully alive I took the most out of every opportunity that I had in Japan I just took every opportunity that I could and that's what I want you to do on this next two weeks is to take up every opportunity think of this as your, possibly 
the last two weeks of just you and your partner or the last two weeks of just you because once you are pregnant there are so many things you can't do and what you know like in that first trimester sometimes you feel a bit gross and crappy second trimester is okay but you've already started getting this belly third trimester is just like an elephant waddling around um, and then you have a kid and you can't switch the tv up really loud you can't go to dinner whenever you want you can't just spend weekends lying in bed you can't just go out for a coffee with a friend on a whim so many things that you can't do uh, so think of this will yourself to be pregnant hope that you are pregnant in this last two weeks and live fully alive what is going to happen if you don't live fully alive or if you don't take up the opportunities and you the pregnancy test is negative nothing's going to happen you would have just had an awesome two weeks so you know i want you to really take the chance by the horns this is two weeks let's have some fun with these two weeks uh, i've created a two-week weight challenge for fertility warriors you can find it over at modern day misses it's free like totally free you'll get an email from me every day with some little love notes some hints and tips some funny stuff uh, that including one particularly funny or possibly embarrassing video uh, a bumper list of 101 things to do during the two-week wait that is a killer list that's like a bucket list during the two weeks and it's got all sorts of things some of them are a bit boring some of them are a bit fun one of but some of them are things that work really well so if you're on a mission to like redo the budget in your house uh, and things like that you'll obviously save money but that's the kind of stuff that keeps your mind really really busy and keeps your mind from focusing on things like the two-week wait but there's as i say also lots of fun stuff in there but that's 101 things definitely try and tick off a number of things on that 101 list there's as i say a love note from me each day on the two weeks you will get a coloring in template from me so that's something that would be really nice for you to do before you go to bed at night uh, and you'll also receive an affirmation so that's something you can print you could pop maybe pop it on your phone as a reminder uh, you could print it off and put it on your mirror in the bathroom or maybe there's a particular one that resonates with you that you know you want to print as like a photo template uh, and just keep that by your bed uh, but that's something that i really recommend you all do because who doesn't want a little bit more fun during the two-week wait something that will keep your mind off um, your symptoms a little bit more as i say it's fun and it's free uh, so if that's something that you might like to do then you should definitely head to modern day missus so that's modern day and then missus like wife m-i-s-s-u-s uh, and then you can sign up to be a or to take that challenge but that's something that i recommend and lastly i just wanted to say i wish you so much baby dust uh, during this next two weeks because I'm guessing that that's why many of you are listening because this resonates with you because that's the moment that you're in so definitely hope and will that you're pregnant and I am hoping and willing you to be pregnant too I will see you next time thank you so much for listening bye bye